0: I messaged you and I was like, why don't we meet this day and I'll show you what I have. I had nothing at that point. I'm going to be honest with you. I had nothing. And I was like, okay, Neon, you just, you just did that to yourself. You just like told a date. And for like two nights, I was up till like 3am and I was like, I just got to do it. I just like had to put that pressure on myself to be like, you sure you can, you're going to doubt yourself no matter what, but like you need to actually like do this. Like I was, there's no way I was going to show up to that meeting with nothing.
1: welcome back to the On The Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Rock. And today we are joined by a very special guest for a very special bonus episode that goes into the creation and the rebrand of On The Rocks with my very own graphic designer, who is the owner of Eco Creative, Afterlife Vintage, Glyph, and her own personal brand. We actually met up in Carlsbad, California. She's a San Diego artist. based entrepreneur. And uh, she introduced herself to me at a boutique that I was shopping at. And we got to talking and I told her at a podcast, she told me she was a graphic designer. And I said, I want to rebrand. And she's like, let's do it. So we got in contact and it's so fun. So hi, meon Welcome to the podcast. Introduce yourself, age, zodiac sign, and your location to start.
0: Yes, I am 24. I'm going to be 25 this year, which is so I don't know, just like very weird to like feel that. Just thinking about when I was in high school and thinking about what my life would be like when I was 25. This is very different, but also very good. Um, I am a Leo, very much a Leo. And I feel like this past year, I've just really grown into that like Leo personality, like full blown, like I guess like coming out of my shell in a way. And I'm in San Diego, technically. North County, San Diego. But I'm not from here. I'm from Massachusetts. Grew up Western Mass, um, and I've been here for about two years. And I absolutely love it. I will never live anywhere else again. Like this is it for me. This is it for you. Okay, give me a little bit of a
1: background of coming to San Diego, and then we need to discuss the zodiac sign. But I'm so curious. So coming from Massachusetts, this is a big adjustment.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's big, um, and Honestly, looking back it I don't know like moving across the country is definitely a big deal, and I don't want to take that away from absolutely anyone, but like it wasn't that bad. it wasn't that different than like a regular move. I mean there were some weird things where it's like we have to get a new bank, and like we have no idea where anything is, but you kind of just like get used to that pretty quickly um, and basically, like me and my fiance graduated school, and we were like, if we're gonna." like make a big move, like now's the time to do it. Especially because um Southern California is known for being very expensive. Um we're just kind of like maybe if we just like jump right into that, it won't feel expensive. Like we're kind of like getting into like the real world at the same time, so like that transition won't be so bad. Um and we kind of decided before I mean, we we had been out here like once um to like visit we like kind of decided before that um he's been coming out here all the time um his aunt and uncle live out here so we have a little bit of family but like that is it we don't know anyone else um and then we came out here and I was like oh yeah like this uh this is it it's always sunny it's beautiful everyone is so like chill here there's good food like I don't know just everything that I want to have access to year-round is like here all the time so
1: yeah it's like year round activities year round. Yes. And it's actually insane the fact that like in the middle of winter I could still go by the beach and eat tacos and like it's fine. I could go to I went to the beach in January.
0: Yeah, it's um a lot of my friends are a little bitter and it's fine. It's I get it, but I I don't know. I just I just love that and just being able to kind of like you said like go to the beach or go to the mountains and like see the snow or go to the desert like every climate is here and i just really enjoy that so okay wait you're one of the first Leos
1: i've had on the podcast how would you describe yourself like you think you match it right so like how would you explain that that you match your
0: sign oh i'm very full of myself and i have come to realize that's okay first of all i'd like to say that's fine you know what i mean let's that's fine I am very full of myself, and I've sort of, like, come to realize as I, like, get closer to people and my, you know, my close, like, childhood friends, I am so openly full of myself, and it's, like, funny, you know, I like, I joke about it, like, it's fine, like, it's it's a part of my personality, they all know that, and I've noticed that I've been, I guess, like, opening up that side of myself to, like, everyone as far as, like, on social media and, like, just, like, new people and just, like, really holding that, like, confidence that I I feel in myself around my close friends with everyone. Right. And I feel like that's a very like Leo thing.
1: No, I'd agree. Yeah. We tend to have like this weird boat.
0: We have a God complex. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And I see it. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I definitely like talking about myself. You know? <laughs> the best thing, oh my God, the absolute best thing which I I just love so much is when people will message me. And I if I like post something or whatever and I'm like, openly, like in love with myself or like my God complex is very apparent. And people message me and they're like, oh my God, me too. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm normal. People love this. People love me. It's fine (laughs) that I'm all of myself.
1: (laughs) No, I think we have one life and I'm cripplingly insecure about what people think about me, but do I love myself any less? No. Like- because I have to get past that barrier of being like, I am so nervous about what people think about me yeah. with the like at least expressed confidence that makes me feel like I can go about my life. Because if I live my life and I'm not confident and I don't like me, then like what kind of life is that like really? I mean, I know that people go throughout their entire lives and they're fine and they like have – um, not, they're not able to express confidence, but I think the more we do, the more people resonate with you and they feel connected to you because you can put yourself out there enough for them to seem or become able to, I don't know, relate to you. Totally. That's my point.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like too, I mean, especially on the internet now, because that's, I feel like how most of my interactions are. People love to like relate to someone and people love to like feel that like oh, I'm not weird or like that connection. So I feel like just like that has been also like inspiring me to like, oh, who cares? Like, I'll just put myself out there more. If people don't like me, then I'll just cry about it later, but like not, you know, it's fine. I don't care, but I do, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way. And
1: vulnerability, I think is like the main point. I think people love vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Like When you go on TikTok or you go on Instagram or like, anything and make a post about something that's essentially personal to you, people are like, wow, I get it. It's me too. I see it. And like, there's a sense of shared vulnerability when we're expressing things we typically wouldn't express on the internet. And it's becoming so much more common to be like, I like myself and talk about it. Yeah because before it was like, make sure everyone likes you. That was like the big thing. Like we wanted to put a certain version of ourselves on the internet to like be perceived a certain way. And I think now that's changing to be like, come up, come as yourself
0: and people will like actually connect to you and like you. Yeah. You're more authentic. And I think people are better at seeing that now. Totally. Totally. So
1: I'm so excited to dive into everything branding and what you're doing with your different business ventures. But before we do that, We need to know, do we have a favorite cocktail?
0: I'm embarrassed. I'll tell you my real one. I'll tell you my real one. It's really embarrassing. It's, I don't know. I don't know if embarrassing is the word, but my, if I'm going to order a drink out, it's going to be an Amaretto Sour. And like, that's what old ladies drink. And that's like not strong. And that's fine. That's who I am. I'll be honest. But I like, don't say that to people because I don't know. I feel like that's so strange. I've never heard anyone say that, but I also didn't
1: know that old ladies drink it. So I thought you were very impressive until you said. <laughs>
0: oh. oh, yeah. Forget everything I just said. That's my favorite drink. It's really cool. It's pretty exclusive. Not everyone orders it. <laughs> okay. Wait, what is an Amaretto? Wait, why don't I know what that is? Is it I'm- a cherry sour thing? I'm pretty sure it's just like Amaretto, like di like liqueur and like bitters. I... I, th- I think. <laughs> I really
1: wish I knew more about it. I will have to get that the next time I'm out. Um, okay, what do you tell people your favorite drink is if they were to ask?
0: Oh, I feel like I'd be like, I don't know, like a mojito or like um, what's the other one? Like a Moscow Mule. I love when drinks have like plants in them. I yeah. love that. Like I want a whole like mint plant in my drink. I don't I want know. a whole palm tree in that bit. Yeah, like. like let's let's
1: really make it good. (laughs) No, I'm the same way. I I mean, like part of my podcast is that I'm on my journey to find my favorite cocktail. And I swear I've – well, I was 21 like for I'd say like seven months. I don't know how to count. I would say half a year before the pandemic. So I was going out and drinking like straight up tequila shots and like Mm. things that like I physically would not be able to body anymore. And people would be like, what's your favorite cocktail? And I was like, I don't – no. and like then i couldn't really experience many i think i had a cosmo once yeah i think i always ordered cosmos and like so super basic but like i was just like doing whatever was cheapest yeah. and now i'm like so excited to go back into the real world and be like can i please have an amaretto i don't know how to say it sour
0: don't get I'm your hopes up like, <laughs> like don't get it's it's honestly i feel like it just tastes like sour patch kids no i f- that's what I'm about. Okay. I'm going
1: to get a drink that's sour. I want to wake <laughs> up hungover and like on a sugar, like stomach situation. Yeah.
0: It's like a little, okay. It's a little gross, but like, I'm really into it.
1: <laughs> okay. It's fine. You're quirky. It's, it's a youth thing. We do, we do not judge on the rocks. I love it. I love that you just like bodied it, and you're like, okay, this is straight up my actual favorite. I'm not going to tell you what I would tell everyone else. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Well, I couldn't, I don't know. I feel like I couldn't really sell it if it wasn't my true favorite drink. <laughs> and I just told you it was gross. So I'm not really selling it either way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you're really selling it.
1: Everyone's <laughs> like, "Ooh, I'm so excited. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, don't come for me, please. <laughs> so, okay. You have a couple different things you're doing. Would you classify yourself as an entrepreneur? That's a, a pretty big word people are using nowadays. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's like a bold word, but I kind of want to just be like, can, can I swear on this? We, we're good with swearing? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. And I don't know if I that term sort of has, like, a different definition lately. I, I feel like it's describing people who just have multiple sources of income, multiple, like, projects. Like, people who just are, like, always out to, like, work hard and, like, get shit done.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly how I feel entrepreneur is ex- expressed or at least I see it in the world nowadays. I like some people have like one business they do and they like do that specifically and that qual- like qualifies them as an entrepreneur. But like nowadays in the digital space, especially we're seeing a lot of young people having multiple different ventures and that's how they like make income. and 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 essentially they're building like an entire brand around who they are with different outlets of their creative experience and I'd say like you have a couple different outlets
0: yes (laughs) a lot first I want to say that I it took me a a while to get here and I absolutely love where I am and I know that I'm going to continue to like grow and develop and all this stuff but I feel like the hardest part for me was just like accepting uh nine to five does not work for me and like I've, I am a person who has, I've had a lot of jobs. I've quit a lot of jobs. I'll say that. Like, it's almost like a joke at this point. Like, oh, how long are you going to last at this job? Like, and, and it was always like a struggle for me because I don't know. It's, it's not that I'm not a hard worker. I'm a very hard worker. I'm very dedicated. And I love just like being passionate about something, but just finding what that is. And that is working for myself. And like living the lifestyle I want to live, like that's what I'm passionate about.
1: Hmm. Which is so. Question to bring it back: What did you do in school? Like, if did you have a specific major?
0: Yeah, I majored in sustainable horticulture.
1: Stay, well, say that again.
0: Sustainable <laughs> horticulture, which is a fancy word for growing plants. Shut the hell up! That is yeah. so cool. It's so random, and I I loved it. I mean, well. Okay, (laughs) I really liked it. And I was kind of in this position where I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. And everyone around me seems like they know what they want to do. So if I'm going to like, I want to be at college, I wanted to have that experience. I wanted to continue my education. I was like, this is where I want to be right now. So if I'm going to be here, I want to like, learn about something I'm interested in. And that's kind of like what I did. And um, I, I remember it was a couple of days before graduation. And I was sitting down with my fiance now. And he was like, so like, what are you going to do now? Like, what what are your goals? And so like, where are you going to go? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, um, you're you know, you're graduating like college, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, honestly, I never thought that far. And like that moment, like, I relive that moment like quite often, like just sitting in the dining room and being like, Oh my God, what did I just do? So, um, yeah. So anyway, basically I realized there isn't like a career that I am passionate about. Like there isn't something specific. I'm not just like, Oh, I really like want to be, a." why can't I think of any job? I don't know. a accountant or I or a pilot or like whatever like there's nothing that I'm just like super into and I was like okay let's take a different approach I'm like how do I want my like day to be like I live in this beautiful place like I want to enjoy that I want to be able to get outside I want to be able to collaborate with people and I want to be able to do something where I feel creative and I like have that outlet so That brought me to where I am now where I basically changed my focus on, oh, my God, what am I going to do for a career to like, how do I want to like spend my time on this planet? And like, what sort of like value do I want to bring myself through my job?
1: I am fascinated by everything you said and specifically sitting in the dining room, dining hall and being like, (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't think that far. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. No, that's you know I, I didn't. That is like <laughs> every – that's where I'm at right now. I'm a semester away from graduating and I'm like, wow, I really didn't think this far ahead. And does my major represent anything that I want to do? I don't know. And like it does and, and it'll work out and I'll be fine. But that's crazy that you had that realization. And then from there, tried things and we're like, eh. And then you're like, okay, wait, let's bring it back to how I want to live. I think we don't think about that enough. I think that's something I've never heard on the podcast before is like, how do I want to spend my time? How do I want my life to go? What does my day to day look like? And prioritizing that and then building around like your, I guess, environment and your hopes. I guess for the audience to make it a little bit more simple, can you explain the different things that you do? And then we'll get into like why.
0: My first, I guess, venture is Ego Creative, which is my graphic design business. Um, Second, I have Afterlife Vintage, which is reselling secondhand clothes, vintage clothes, used clothes, and home goods. And my third one is Glyph, which is my, I guess, like art page that I'm sort of turning into its own little like brand.
1: Okay, so what was the inspiration because this is not something you studied in school necessarily. How did you get into graphic design or more artistic ways of expressing yourself?
0: I've always been super like creative and artistic. So that's like always it's always been there. Just like lurking underneath. And I feel like coming to the realization of that that stereotype that like you know, artists don't make any money. Kind of like being like that's not necessarily true and like allowing myself to be more open to that idea of oh like I'm an artist like that's what I'm called that's what I like to do and that's okay and honestly they kind of all started around the same time um basically at least like the ideas for them and honestly everything has sort of shifted and evolved so ego creative was originally I wanted to focus on like social media in addition to graphic design and like web design and stuff like that. Um, But quickly I have accepted that social media is so much work Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and people aren't willing to pay for it because they don't understand the time and effort that goes into it and the planning and just like how many hours. So I just kind of, was like, okay, maybe I can like focus on social media and my interest in that as a way of marketing my, my own personal brand as myself or as all of these businesses. And then sort of like shifted more to graphic design and branding, which I absolutely love to do.
1: You started doing graphic design, not based out of your major, and like you kind of just like went for it. It seems, and you've had uh, a couple clients, and you've been able to expand your knowledge. Would you say that like learning was a big part of what Ego Creative is as well? Is like gaining skills through actually working for for others?
0: Totally, a million percent. Um, I every project I do, I learn something new. I learn a new skill, like I learn how to interact with clients. Like I learned how to make a contract. Like absolutely. It's so much learning and it's probably that's the most overwhelming part of it. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I, like no one knows what they're doing. So that's fine. I'll say that. But I just, I've learned so much. Right. Yeah, and just expanding your
1: horizons to, like, learning how to do a contract. Like, who thinks that you have to do that when you want to just create? Like, like that's your, you right. know, beginning goal. And then you're like, wait, I have to do all of these things to get to the point where I can even create something for someone. And, like, legally, logistically, like, how is it all going to work? That is a really cool thing to be able to, like, learn from the ground up. It is difficult to do.
0: So difficult. And TikTok has really been there for me. Like, I know some people hate on TikTok, whatever. Okay, TikTok. you just don't get it, I guess. Yeah. But I have like graphic design, I'm like on graphic design TikTok. So I get so much information from that. And like, I just love seeing other people my age being like, hey, this is how I do my pricing. And this is how I set up this, isn't this, this. And I'm like, oh my god, thank you. Like, that is so helpful. And this is such a really great resource for me and like, feel like I'm a part of a community and feel like, I don't know, I guess that, that looping back to that interaction, that like relatableness and support on the internet. Totally. I think that TikTok has changed the game for so
1: many people because it just kind of removes that, like, I guess invisible, but very apparent wall of like gatekeeping to like industry mm-hmm. secrets and like ways that you can better your brand and even for my myself and like my podcast, I've learned things from TikTok and like, I mean, I have learned very useful information from TikTok, but also very unuseful information, like very <laughs> Um, but this pandemic has like really forced people to like go to different platforms and share different things and like get different tips. And it's, it's so cool. Um, I guess another thing I'm curious about is what has been your experience working with clients, not myself?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So Ego Creative officially started a year ago, right before the pandemic. Actually, yeah. Right before the pandemic, I quit my job and I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And my fiance was like, okay, I support you. Like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm doing it. Like, let's go. We got it. You were actually my first like big branding project.
1: Oh my God. So
0: that was like so exciting. And just so, it was so nice. Cause I felt like, I mean, obviously we had that in-person interaction where we were Talking and I was like, okay, like I kind of like get the sense of her. I was like, okay, like we can talk to each other, like we're cool. Like I don't have to be like professional. Well, obviously, I'll be professional, but like you know, too worried about it. Um, so that was really cool, and I feel like that has helped shape my future interactions with other people and new clients, especially people who have found me through you. It's nice to be like, okay, cool. Like this, this is my like target audience. Like I really want to. I'm, I'm hitting the people I want to be targeting, but it's like, I want people my age, people who have this entrepreneurial like spirit, people who are like very passionate about something and like want to get their project off the ground. And people like that are very easy to talk to because we have similar interests and similar goals.
1: Oh, definitely. I guess we could talk about the On The Rock's creative process, what everyone is potentially here for and to get to know you more, we started off like right meeting in person. It kind of took a while. We connected. IDMGO and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this," and I like want you to know. I think I've told you this, but it was so hard for me to let go of my creative freedom. Like I, t- I like I really. <laughs> Have like this vision at all times, or you know, whatever, but I had like completely lost my vision. Like, I was doing On The Rocks for a year, and it was to the point where I was like, I'm losing inspiration. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing here, and like, I don't know how to brand myself or who I want to talk to, yada, yada, yada. And I think. When we had our first initial call, you really pushed me to uh, define what On the Rocks was and like figure out what my brand vision was because how are you supposed to create a logo like without that, like without that knowledge? <laughs> and it took us a couple weeks. But can you, I guess, from your perspective, walk me through like the process that we went through uh, with the rebrand?
0: Yeah. So, so like you said, like basically just kind of was like at first, kind of just like talking about what are like your big ideas? Like what, What's the overall vision? Like we don't have to get specific. And you're like, I want it to be, you know, a little more representative of what On the Rocks is, a little more like edgy but mature, just kind of like those like big adjectives that you had in mind. And then it was more like, okay, but like let's let's get serious, Vanessa. Like, who are you trying to reach, like specifically? And you were like, um, (laughs) and I was like, that's fine. Like, take your time. Like, think about it because when we are like branding you of course we're branding you to sort of like explain who you are and explain your brand but we want it to be something eye-catching for your target audience like we want them to be re- like to relate to it obviously um so just kind of like getting those collecting that information from you whether it's like those big adjectives or like colors that you like or other inspiration that you like kind of like collecting that I feel like I'm good at kind of just like eating all that up and like spitting out an idea as as someone who's not in your brain thinking about all these things and you have a very you have a very biased opinion of what your brand is and that's no fault of your own but just having someone like from the outside sort of take that creative direction and and let you know what my vision is from what you're saying Mm -hmm. is is really cool. Um, but I, I also enjoy when I work with people, I really want them to be a part of the process. I don't want to just make something and hand it to you. And then you'd be like, okay, thanks. Like I, I want to make sure like absolutely everything is perfect because I'm a very much a perfectionist and I know, you know, I could never just give up total control to someone else. I'd be like, no way. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: And I think I was definitely an active part of the process. Like I had my opinions about everything. And like um, every time we had like a section of the contract that like we had a meeting and we had to look at something and I had these certain types of revisions I could make, uh, which I loved the contract, by the way. I mean, I think it's really like important to work with someone who lays out how things are going to go and then follows it like i don't think once we really deviated from that track of like here is the outline of what this is going to look like and uh what it's all going to cost and it made so much sense and uh you deserve major creds for that um but it was nice to feel like every time that we met i saw the vision and it kept growing Because the beginning, it was a completely different, like, sketch than what the actual, like, end version turned out to be. Like, it was a 180.
0: I also, after that project, I realized other people can't, like, look at a sketch and envision the same way that I am. Right. And afterwards, I was like, oh, maybe I, like, should have given her a little more information. (laughs) But I felt like you were like, okay, like... I kind of I think this is the route I wanted to take. And and you know, I didn't have this like end vision specifically. It it took me a few redraws and like there was one week where I was like, I can't do this. Like I don't know what I'm doing. And then I was like, okay, like I'll just come back to it. Like I I can come back to it, I can do it. It was a great representation of growth within a
1: project. Like I don't think you should duck yourself yeah, for like yeah. the actual like initial sketch not looking like the end, because like how much time went – we had like a two-month project. Like it was not something that just like yeah. happened overnight and then was like, oh, here you go. Slap that on your podcast logo. Like I was very clear <laughs> in specific that I wanted this to be like half an art piece, half graphic design. Like I was insane with my like request, but I think seeing the first – right, the first two sketches because you basically were like, here are two sketches. Like let's decide a direction. And one was going to be like me in a martini glass, like an actual like – little sketch of me, which I think now is funny. Um, But then the second was like a spilled glass that said on the rocks. And I sat on that for like two weeks and thought about it and was like, I don't know what I want to do. And then I decided. And then from there, it completely blossomed into something that like I could not imagine. I still get messages every day that are like, your logo is insane. Like we love it. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Like you were saying, you had like a little freak out during the middle can you tell me like not like this i would ever judge you for but like what happened there where you were like oh okay i'm questioning myself here am i on the right track or like i guess it's like a creative block
0: yeah it's definitely a creative block um and i feel like that is an ongoing struggle all my fellow artists can relate with any kind of artist like i'm sure you have that for the podcast that's an art in a way um so i was looking at the sketch and and it was the, the spilled glass and i just was like okay like time time to make it and i was like okay i don't know what i'm doing i don't know if she's going to like it like i think it was it was mostly like self doubt right. i think that's honestly the root of it and just sort of little things of like okay like how big is the glass going to be are we going to have shadows like just kind of like playing with it and i was just not I was just not feeling it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm really excited about this project. I don't want to mess it up. And especially because it was my first big one. I think I was afraid of like showing you something and you being like, yeah, I'm going to terminate the contract. Thanks so much. Like, I was just afraid that you weren't going to like it. I have that feeling all the time. Like, even
1: just straight up turning in a paper in like college. Like, I have that like, oh, I see it. Okay, I have to do it okay, I don't like my direction. Okay, I have to turn it in. Like, what if they hate it? What if I get a bad grade? But like, I totally understand. And I think that's so normal, but also like an important part of the process because now you've experienced that with someone who was like, quote unquote, your first big client. So now when you go forward, you know exactly like where you were at that moment. You can like, maybe like pivot sooner, quicker.
0: Totally, totally. Um, What I ended up doing too is I was like, I I messaged you and I was like, why don't we meet this day and I'll show you what I have. I had nothing at that point. I'm going to be honest with you. I had nothing. (laughs) And I was like, okay, Leon, you just, you just did that to yourself. You just like told a date. And for like two nights, I was up till like 3am and I was like, I just got to do it. I just like had to put that pressure on myself to be like, you sure you can, you're going to doubt yourself no matter what, but like you need to actually like do this. Like I was, there's no way I was going to show up to that meeting with nothing. So I oh was like working on it. And just like that, that pre- that's probably not healthy. <laughs> that that pressure I put on myself. No, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting to hear
1: the backside of, of like our interactions, right? Because I had no idea that you didn't have anything. I was like, oh, she has something for me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. And it's like, I think a lot of it to me seems like the, The struggle of being, like, a young, like, artist or young entrepreneur working with other young people who we also, like, don't know what we're doing and, like, just trying to figure it out. Like, that is a beautiful process in a way that doesn't seem beautiful in the moment, but now we can look back and be, like, wow, how funny that, like, that happened, (laughs) that you were so freaked out. So you put pressure on yourself and you were, like, okay, I have to show up to a meeting and, like, have this done. And then – Like, what was your step after that? Like, was this, like, was it, like, did it click for you? Or did it still take time to, like, still work out everything?
0: It still took time. Um, Basically, I originally, I was kind of, like, using this sketch, right? This original sketch of of the glass with the spilled stuff. And I was kind of, like, laying over it, like, what the cover would be. And then at that point, I was, like, we're putting the sketch to the side. Like, we're just, I'm just going to start on the text, like, the overall shape. Like, what do we have going on here? And then I was like, okay, how, how drippy do I want the text? And we even like, I I showed you at one point and I was like, this feels too spooky. Like the text was too drippy. It felt like Halloween-y and you know, that's fine. We, we moved on, but I just was like, let me just like take a different approach because what I was doing was like just looking at the sketch and like looking at the sketch. I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And I was like, put that to the side and just like, just, just do it. Like create. Like you have an eraser. Yeah. Like just go for it. Um, And then I think at that meeting too, I didn't even have the glass done. So, so the, the overall image, I'm sure everyone listening obviously has seen it. If you haven't. You can see it it, like like, look down at your phone right now. It's right there. (laughs) Take a peek. So the the text is coming out of the glass. And I got pretty much a lot of the stuff done. Um, the, a lot of the icons weren't complete. They were more of just like concepts, but you, you get the whole idea. And the glass was... I just couldn't do it. And I, the meeting was coming and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show her what I have, see what she thinks, and we're going to deal with the glass later because I, this glass... Yeah is killing me. You've been said that to me in the meeting. You're like, yeah, don't look at the glass.
1: Like, we need to just the
0: glass is right. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and and it, I I am someone too where I want to get your feedback throughout the whole thing. Like, I at that point, I was like, I'm I'm just going to show her this because what if she hates this? That's fine if she hates this, but I'm not going to spend 4 hours killing myself over this glass if she right. isn't this isn't even what she wants. So we talked about it. You liked it. And you were like, mm, the glass needs some help. And I'm like, it's sensitive. I know the glass needs help. <laughs> um, but I feel like just that, that interaction and like reassurance that I was like on the right track and that you were liking what I made, that like pushed me. And then I, I remember it was like the next night I was like, I'm doing this glass. I'm making this glass my bitch. I'm going to draw this glass, the best glass you've ever seen. I'm pretty proud of it. She's pretty cute. And that was like your vision too, even when you were talking to me, you're like, I think
1: this is what I want to do, but I don't know. And I was like, go for it. Like for me, I'm someone who I like, I like also enjoy the creative process. I like to see like the journey. And I was so down to just like giving my opinion. And I was always kind of worried that I was giving you too much opinion. And it's like the angsty millennial shit that we deal with like behind the scenes that like we came together and we're like, we're fine. everything's fine. I, like <laughs> this is totally cool. The glass though needs help. and then, like we just we like, you know, moved on and um, no, but I think one of the coolest moments I've had throughout this entire pandemic is the day that we met when you showed me the entire presentation. So we on it basically sets up an entire presentation to show you your brand, which is something I've never experienced before. I mean, I literally made my first logo on Adobe Illustrator. And it took me, like, three weeks to, like, put two texts together and a icon. Like, I <laughs> I can do creative things. Like, I'm getting better with Procreate. But, like, for my own vision, I can't do it. Like, I can see other people's visions. Like, I can give advice other places. But mine, I'm too introspective. Um, but – Basically, you set up this entire presentation that was like logo. Here's the different colors of just the plain logo. Here's the icons. Here's the color scheme. And I could finally see what On the Rocks was for the first time because I've been doing this podcast for a year at the point that like, I finally got everything back and it was very difficult for me to even go on my podcast and talk anymore because I was just like, I don't know what this is and I don't see it anymore. I don't see this color. I don't see this personality anymore because over the last year I've changed so much. And I think it was nice to finally see that change reflected in in what would be my brand. And it was one of the coolest moments. Ever. Yeah. I feel like I
0: just want people to be excited. Like I want and I don't know. I want people to be like yes. Like that's on the rocks. Like, that's what it is. Like, this is the the essence of the brand, even though it is obviously more of like a, it's not superficial, but this like this is how it looks like this is the a brand appearance. But like, from that, you get those emotions. Like you get those, that sense of identity. And I just, I don't know. I just, there's something about that, like reassurance in your own identity, whether that's your, yourself or your brand. Like, that's just like really cool.
1: No, it is. Yeah. And it was so cool to work with you because I think it's crazy when you meet people in a very, it's like such a small world. And we live in such a big Sydney in a way that like you can meet someone at, at like a brand new boutique and like then work with them a few months later and it come out so great. Like I've said that before, like even in this episode, but I really do. So <laughs> when you think about the future of Ego Creative and Afterlife and Glyph and the things that you're working on, what do you see for yourself at this point?
0: Um honestly, I just want to like, just like keep going. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I have been putting effort into all of these ventures. Right. And I'm getting out what I'm putting in and that's just like so cool. And I just hope to continue to grow and just be able to live this life that I've been living that, but not in a pandemic, like in real life. Right, yeah. Um, And I hope to, you know, help inspire other people, my age or not my age, but people that want to have their own business, have their own brand, or just, I guess, stray away from this idea that you have to work a nine to five or you have to be unhappy. And I just want, I don't know, I just I like being that like resource and like support for people.
1: Definitely. And I think with the direction you're going now, you're getting more clients. You're feeling more confident in what you're doing. And that's like the whole point of everything that we do. Like the whole point is to just feel more secure with who we are and what we put into the world. And it seems like what you're doing is helping others and it's building others up. And so, like, you seem 12 out of 10, girl. Like, you're doing well. And I'm so happy that we had you on the podcast today. I don't know why I said we. I'm so happy that. You got to come on my podcast today and we got to discuss. And I'm so glad I got to like get to know more about you and your experience moving to San Diego. Because I guess, again, on that, it is difficult to like establish yourself in a new place, especially ha- across the country. Um, And you're doing new things. It seems like a season of like new, new things for you.
0: Oh, completely. I... Feel like such a shift. I feel like I have grown personally in the past like three months astronomically. Like I'm a different person now and I love it. I'm so happy to hear that.
1: That's a really good indicator that you're on the right track. Um, And I'm so excited that my audience gets to know you more, see the face behind the design. And I am wondering I like to finish up my podcast with a quote. Do you have anything, even could be a saying? Anything that uh, represents what you've experienced over the last few months or?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. My quote, and it's funny because I first heard this quote, like, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And I was like, I do not like that quote. And now I'm like all for it. But the quote is done is better than perfect. And I could not agree more. It's like, just put yourself out there. Just do the thing you've been wanting to do just go for it. It's, it's not going to be perfect right when you get it set up. And if you're waiting to make sure every little detail is perfect, you're never going to start. So just go for it. Just do it. No, it took me a year to like even like my podcast. Yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. And it's like even just little things of like getting used to hearing your own voice and like, just, I don't know, just, just go for it and try it because life is short and just do it. And if, if you want to keep going with it, you can make it perfect, but just get it done.
1: It's boss bitch season. It's get shit done. It's fuck yeah season. That's what you said earlier. Fuck yeah, I'm a graphic designer. Hell yeah. <laughs> Saving all the cursing till the end of the episode. I'm back, everyone, in case we forgot. <laughs> um, so I want to make sure everyone can find you and get all of your socials. So go ahead and shout yourself
0: out. Okay. Yes. It's my first and last name kind of like mushed together. So it's Meandrioli. I don't know. Should I spell that? Yes. I would. M-I-L-L-A-N-D-R-E-O-L-I. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I hope that's how my name is spelled. But but okay, that's fine. You can find me from Ego Creative. It's ego.creative. That's where you can find all my graphic design stuff. I'm not going to list off all my other social medias because that will bore you. But everything is linked on my personal one have all my ventures. I'm promoting myself now, so you'll see. You're on a freaking podcast, um, girl. I know.
1: I love this for you. I love this for us. I'm so glad we've gotten to meet over the last few months and that we've had the opportunity to work together. And I'm so excited for you and your future clients who I know some of, which is great. So yeah. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode. I'm so grateful for you all for joining in on this episode and getting to know about Mion as she is such an integral part of what On The Rocks is all about now as she's helped me form and craft this vision. As we move into the dating realm, I'm so grateful that this is the direction I'm going and that I was able to work with me on. And we had our fate encounter on the day where I decided that I really wanted to change up on the rocks and narrow down my vision. I hope you all found it as interesting to hear about the behind the scenes of ego creative and the on the rocks revamp as i did and i will catch you guys next time bye